Good afternoon, listeners. This is Dan Gregg with the Seminarian Tidbits Podcast. <clears throat> uh, it's been about two weeks since you heard me, heard from me, and um, this week I am uh, looking forward to a long weekend, not of rest, but of work. So a long weekend and next week of work. Uh, this next coming Friday is the final Friday before the end of midterm. And so what that means is every single class has a huge project that's due in the coming week. This, So uh, please pray for me um, with my struggling with that. And so I'm going to be uh, doing this episode real quick before I go and start working on my projects. Uh, because tonight... I'll be going to the opera with uh, Brigida, and the opera we're going to see is The Elixir of Love. We've been waiting a while to see this one, and it's the last one of the opera series this winter, uh, and then we have to wait until next winter to see operas again. Sad. But what the changing of the seasons means is now we'll be going to baseball games and um, the summer musical series, I guess you'd call it, at the Muni, the Municipal Theater in Forest Park. So, you know, it's a trade-off. It's opera in the winter and uh, musicals at the Muni in the summer. They both have their positives and negatives, and I look forward to both. So, But I'm really happy with the recent spring weather it's been giving me a lot more energy. Uh, I've started uh, doing some more working out and uh, challenging myself with the, the weightlifting as opposed to just doing uh, cardio, um, you know, just forcing myself to go do cardio out in the cold and uh, dieting, right? But anyways, that's the quick update. And uh, I just have a little bit to talk to you about theologically this week. Um, what I've been thinking about and learning about in class is the difference between temptation and testing. Um, in Luke, um, they, in the Lord's Prayer, or Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer of Luke, that um, he asks us to lead God to not lead us into temptation. And so that asks the question, does God tempt and the answer is no. In James 1, James says, God indeed tempts no one, but God tests his people all the time. And he'll never give us a test more than we can bear, which comes, of course, later uh, in Scripture. And then that made me think about uh, forgiveness and how our forgiveness happens more than once. It happens a lot. It's really hard to do, to forgive, and it has to happen over and over again. But God's forgiveness, it's once and good, and it's very, um, it's very, I guess, easy for God to do. And it's once and done, once and forever, you know, you're baptized uh, into Christ's death and resurrection, and... Um, it's forever. And 
what the Lord's Prayer goes on to do is give us a both a um, diagram as well as a prayer as an example. Um, the structure overall for the Lord's Prayer is to pray for God's purposes and His will, and then for our basic needs, and nothing above that, and then finally for the Holy Spirit to intercede in our lives. And so that's basically how all should structure their prayers and that sort of thing. And Jesus uh, prays a lot in Luke. He prays at significant moments throughout the gospel. He That's sort of also how um, the different chunks of the gospel are broken up. Um, and, you know, Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus prays, yes, yeah, sometimes we can, you know, mimic how Jesus prays, but in other times, um, he's praying uniquely as the Son of the Father. Um, you know, that's his vocation and identity. Um, and I guess what we can learn from that, like, you know, we can't pray to God, you know, um, please let this cup pass from me to not, not have to die on the cross for the sins of the world. But, you know, we can learn from that, from watching Jesus do that, to um, pray and serve in our, our specific vocation and identity correctly. Another thing <clears throat> that I thought was interesting in what I've been learning in Luke recently is, um, you know the story of the old woman, the widow, who gives, you know, her whole life savings of two pennies to the temple? Well, please don't read that and think that that's an example that's been set as this, you know, good and holy person. Um, you know, you should give your whole life savings and everything you have, um, you know, to the temple or whatever. Um, please uh, read right before that story when Jesus is condemning the wicked religious leaders of the day who, you know, are um, telling uh, people to not care for their, their mothers and fathers, but instead uh, give all that money to the temple and that sort of thing. Um, you know, be a good steward of your money. Don't just give everything to the church or, you know, provide for more than you can, you know, bite off more than you can chew. Especially when you realize that everything that has ever existed belongs to God, uh, then you realize that, um, you know, it's not that God needs, you know, his stuff back or, you know, needs for you to, he's contingent on you giving things back to him. It's more like God wishes and desires for you to, um, take care of what he's provided and given to you in a way that's correct. You know, he wants you to take the denarii and go and invest it correctly and make it more than, you know, don't go and bury it in the, the plot of land. And that's what's weird about the, the passage where Jesus says, give to Caesars what is Caesars and give to the Lord's, give to the Lord what is the Lord's. Because is there anything that Caesar has that doesn't belong to the Lord? No. So, like, there's just different levels of irony, even in that story alone. That, you know, it's like, give to the Lord's, give to the Lord what is the Lord's. Well, the Lord's, 
everything is the Lord's. And so, you know, how much can you read into that? And, you know, how do you read into that in the context of your own life? Well, you know, that's um, for you to talk with your pastor about. But regardless, um, I currently am working on my first sermon. Uh, we've been going through planning, learning how to think through, outline, and plan our first sermons. And, um, you know, I have to submit my first whole sermon next Friday. And that's no minor task, so that's just one of the, you know, big things that is due next Friday that I'm worried about. But at the same time, there's so much to look forward to next week. I mean, next Friday is my birthday, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next Friday will be the beginning of reading week, which means that it's the week-long break in between um, uh, the first and second terms of this semester. And so what that looks like is more time to get a lot of work done uh, for projects even uh, due that week and uh, the coming weeks after. And uh, I've been getting a lot more into focusing on practicing instruments uh, for beneficial use in the future. In my uh, small group, we have been doing a lot more, you know, singing and stuff like that. So uh, this week I got, I emailed a local uh, Bible church where uh, Brigitte and I have gone in the past. And they had this original song I really liked. Uh, that was really good and biblically based. And I, I, I said, hey, you know, this was from a long time ago, you know, t 2014, so that's what, four years ago. Um, there's this song that I really liked uh, when we would attend there. Do you, would you happen to have the chords? Um, would that be all right if the band sent me the chords for the song? And they sent an email back in like 20 minutes saying, yeah, of course, here's the chords. So I've been practicing that song um, so that we can, you know, sing it at small group in the near future. And so that's a, a way that I've been blessed this week. But let's uh, pray real quick, and then I'll let you go on with your weekend. And forgive me, um, I either think I have a light sickness or just really bad allergies affecting me right now. So sorry if I sound a little bit down or, you know, clogged up. Uh, dear Lord... Uh, gracious Lord, thank you so much for all the unique ways in which you've blessed us this week and the, in the week before that. Uh, I thank you, Lord, specifically for the unique opportunity for me to learn here at seminary in various and sometimes bizarre ways on, the pers on both the personal and um, academic level. Uh, continue to uh, bless me with the time that I need and the uh, headspace that I need, and the uh, the focus that I need in order to um, complete all these tasks that I have due next week in the time allotted. Um, give me peace of mind and uh, give me, I guess, just tranquility of the whole body. Uh, in order to just focus and get these things done, I pray for those that are sick. I pray that you heal them. 
uh, in ways that we've seen you heal in the past. I pray for the poor, that they can afford their basic needs, as, just as you provide for me and my loved ones and family at the basic level. I pray for your will, that your will be done, and that uh, every day your kingdom um, that is going to reign forever in the near future comes closer and closer and becomes manifest in the real world today. And finally, I pray that the Holy Spirit intercedes um, uh, in our lives to just get a whole bunch of things that you want done, done. Uh, there's a lot of things that I want done, like my homework, uh, travel, and a bunch of projects, but I want what you want to be done to be done here on earth, and I often forget about that. But um, please get those things done through your Holy Spirit. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you next week.